0: This is double exposure show co-hosted by sophia lemon and myself petro keep listening if you're a photographer entrepreneur or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants if you're not one of those stop listening right now just kidding here we go Don't.
1: No. No. Well, I was just exporting um, episode 95, and that's what we said at the end of the episode. And of course, I don't know what you were talking about. So (laughs)
0: it's a whole topic (laughs) ever. I probably wrote it down, but the problem is today I started a a brand new notepad.
1: A brand new notepad. (laughs) Me too, actually. Nice.
0: (laughs) I write uh, (laughs) on like the legal notepads. I make notes while, (laughs) I make show notes while we do the show, which is pretty funny. Um, because I, I I will literally say something and then write it down. It makes no sense to do that, but it's like, because I can visualize it, I can sometimes just talk about it a little longer. I, I really don't know. I don't have a reason for it. It is what I do. So.
1: You really ought to send me those notes then so you, I can like put no, them it's, it's into gibberish
0: like, like I will gladly just text you a photo of of some notes that I made from today's <laughs> phone calls and they won't make sense it's
1: well like it's we'll it's put it so into bad. the um,
0: wait we've done we'll this we'll put it into the show ago, notes or, that
1: will yeah that will be the show notes you just send me that picture <laughs> and the great. picture will be the show notes <laughs> Everyone will be like, "Ah, uh, what is this episode about?" Right.
0: Um, you know what? I'll do that right now. I'm gonna snap a pic and send it to you via text message. Okay. And oh, we've done ben we've done this before. Me. Hi, Ben. Yes. Um, we've Hi, done ben. this before, oh, where you um, posted a photo of then your notes and then my notes. Yeah. So <laughs> it it hasn't changed. It's pretty much exactly yeah. the same.
1: And my notes still probably look extremely organized in comparison to yours, especially now because the new notebook that I opened up is graph paper.
0: Oh, that's my favorite.
1: (laughs) So I have like multiple columns and I'm a nerd. Um... (laughs) Here's
0: my question and a bit of a pet peeve. Yes. Why are graph paper notebooks significantly more expensive than lined paper notebooks? They're exactly the same.
1: Oh, no. No. They're obviously using like mm,
0: I guess it's twice as much thirds, ink.
1: <laughs> two thirds the toner to create the paper.
0: Yeah, it's twi- two twice two thirds. No,
1: no, times. Wait, hundred and sixty-six percent of the toner. I don't know. Math is not my thing. Can we just leave it at that?
0: But we'll leave it at that. <sighs> stick stick to the creative field then um
1: so we wanted to be like reasonably quick with the next couple of episodes are we agreeing to this now on the mm-hmm. podcast so everyone like can keep us accountable on this so i have a story to get us started on today's topic do it and it's not the one that i told you before we started recording <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so i love starbucks i probably spend way too much starbucks wait I probably spent way too much Starbucks I probably spent way too much money at Starbucks well Owen Sound opened a Starbucks um, not that long ago okay like maybe almost a year ago and I've been there a good few times Um, and four times now they have screwed up my order and these memories are burned into my brain so the first time they made me I, I always ask for the same thing I want a venti green tea Okay. How do you Please. screw that up? Right? So I say I want a venti green tea. Well, they make me an iced tea. Awesome. So I go up to the counter. I'm like, I actually wanted a hot tea. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So then they make me a hot tea. The second time I asked for a venti green tea and the same girl who or, um, took my order the previous time said hot or cold. <laughs> so I figured maybe she learned. So I said hot. And she goes, okay, they put the order through. Um, I'm sitting down. I'm waiting for my tea because, you know, they, I should have known as soon as they were like, oh, it'll be ready at the end of the counter because tea, they make it right in front of you and give it to you because mm-hmm. they don't have to make it. They just have to pour water in the... Anyway, so it'll be ready at the end of the counter. So they call my, my name. I look up and it's an iced tea. Awesome. So I go up to the counter. I'm like, I actually ordered a hot tea. And the girl goes... Oh, well, you can have that one if you want it. So I just turn around and I don't want it. I turn around and go back, sit down. I had also ordered food. So they call my name for the food. And by the time the food Mm. came, um, my hot tea was not ready. So I said, okay, so I actually ordered a hot tea. And the girl's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. A different girl. And um, we'll get that for you. I go and sit down. They call my name again. (laughs) I look up and it's a guy. Eddie's holding an iced tea. I love it. (laughs) I don't even have time to get up when the third girl who talked to me goes, no, like yells across the Starbucks. It was a hot tea. (laughs) So then they made me my hot tea. Thank goodness.
0: Wow. The next
1: time I ordered the hot tea, (laughs) I asked for a venti green tea and the girl just didn't make it. (laughs) I love it. So I had to go back up to the counter and be like, can I get my tea now? Jeez. And then the last time I got my my hot tea, um, but it was like a Sunday. I was doing a bunch of work at Starbucks. I ordered a hot chocolate from the app. And I'm like, maybe if I put things through on the app. Dude, tell me like you got a venti green
0: be, tea instead of a hot chocolate.
1: It'll, they never made it. Wow. They just didn't make the hot chocolate. <laughs> So I was so close to getting up and like leaving, but going to the counter and saying, just so you know, I ordered a hot chocolate on the app and you guys did not make it. I'm not sticking around to wait for it. I'm leaving, um, even though that was like a six dollar drink. Um, but when I was walking up, there was no one standing at the counter. So I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going home. I was so mad.
0: It's crazy. So you actually paid for it through the app and everything?
1: Yes. And by the way, there's no way Starbucks solved this problem for me. There's no way that I can go into the app and be like, uh, where's this order? Or leave some sort of feedback or anything. Because I don't want to leave a review saying that this establishment sucks because it's a new Starbucks store. So they probably have to figure out what they're doing. So I understand that it's all employees who are probably brand new to Starbucks. So no one knows what they're doing or is fully comfortable with what they're doing. And I understand that. Um, but I would like to leave some feedback and be like, maybe you guys need a manager in this Starbucks who has been working in Starbucks for some time because this is not good. This is a- like if they're screwing up my orders four times, yeah. how many times are they screwing up other people's orders? Because I order green tea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there a name for it at all? Um like, you know how they sometimes have... Like, Hannah, Hannah gets uh, Royal English Breakfast Tea. Um, and be-
1: Is that one of the bagged teas?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's a bagged tea. Is your, your tea not a bagged tea? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's and a difference. And sometimes...
1: Most of the times they just pick the same green tea. Like they have like a generic green tea. Every once in a while they'll be like, do you want this one or this one? And I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah, surprise (laughs) me. (laughs) They cost the same and I don't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I was going to say if it's because before when they used to serve Tazo, um, like the teas were had names like Awake and Serenity, you know, Mm. but now I don't think they do. I think they're just like the type of tea. So... This, yeah, it's, this uh, brings me to a... like,
1: there's, I do drink like mint majesty is one of the ones that mm-hmm. I drink and then there's like citrus something or other, I don't know. Citronella. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. I just pictured drinking one of those citronella candles and it <laughs> this, made me sick.
0: It's totally, uh, aligns, uh, with what, uh, we want to talk about actually. And it's.
1: Right. Cut, and it well, just came to me. Yeah. I'm so smart.
0: Yeah, no, i absolutely. It's like we planned it but (laughs) for (laughs) for people who think we actually planned it um before we hit record we're like what are we talking about (laughs) and i'm supposed to uh pick up somewhere i left off and i and i completely don't recall like i I won't even have a clue
1: you watch it will come to you at the end of this episode. well
0: no i'm gonna have to listen to the previous episode and then i'll be like yeah i remember now because that that way it will work so
1: well, that will be coming out on probably about the ninth of December.
0: <laughs> like like hundreds of people right now were when you when you had that long on are probably like, Whoa, yeah, is my is my CD player skipping? <laughs> is my record <laughs> player skipping? Is it stuck? Um, right. Um, okay. I'll look forward my to it. CD player. Just <laughs> I wanted to uh, remember
1: when that used to happen, and you were like, "It's a piece of shit." <laughs> yeah. Couldn't
0: help it. You yeah, know? Uh, but it brings it brings me to the next point. Actually, uh, uh, like the whole
1: is, topic of this show
0: is leaving <laughs> a bad review uh, a bad thing. I mean, will it actually help the business, or will it hurt the business because people read it and say? Well, they clearly don't give a shit, so I'm not going to go here. Now, I think some businesses are bad review proof, if you will. For example, a business mm-hmm. like Starbucks, I don't think it matters if you leave a bad review or not. Be- oh, no. Because, people are still going to go. Well, people don't really read reviews about Starbucks. Like, yeah, I'm, I've true. never, ever, ever read a review about a, a Starbucks restaurant or... Uh, Williams or a uh, Tim Hortons uh, I have read reviews about little mom and pop shops in the middle of nowhere that yeah. I've never heard of because it's kind of like well there's a Tim Hortons down the street and then here is like you know Donna's coffee and and muffins or something so it's like oh 4.8 out of 5 stars so you know and 180 if reviews if it's getting
1: that if it's getting that it's probably better than the Tim Hortons
0: Absolutely that's and that's my point right <laughs> and if it was like one star uh re- and there was like 50 reviews i would be like yeah i'm not going in there because the rats are probably having their annual meeting there about you know yep. the cheese that they've been stealing or something <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but you know at what point do you actually say you know what i i i think i have to leave a review so that they improve because i my i plan to continue frequenting this business this establishment and i feel like If I don't say something to the manager or leave a bad review and give them the opportunity to improve, then nothing will happen. Right? So it's kind of like somebody needs to be held accountable. Otherwise you're just going to get away with it and nothing's going to really, you know, happen out of this.
1: I should have, I should have said something to them and been like, listen guys, this is the fourth time you've screwed up my order. Um, And I should have done that. But the only thing running through my mind is this is a bunch of young kids. Yeah. In this restaurant, they're just going to think that I'm a bitch and they're not going to change
0: it. Absolutely. And And
1: maybe that's a super negative way of looking at it, but that's just what I'm expecting. And so I didn't do it. That's
0: reality. You, I think, I feel that you not necessarily have an obligation, but you should uh, speak with a manager and say, look, I come here often. I yeah. like this beverage. It's hot water and a little baggie with a string on it. <laughs> yeah. um, if you'd like, give me the packages with the bags, because uh, Aventi will have two tea bags. Um, yeah. Give me those two tea bags and give me uh, a cup with hot water. And <laughs> yeah. my advice to you is maybe order it like that. Just say, can I have... a?" Uh, a venti hot water with uh with two tea bags on the side (laughs) oh
1: and like recently at at starbucks and this has been two different starbucks so like it's not the own sound starbucks like i've gone up and been like can i get some more water and they're like what Unreal. (laughs) i'm like just 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 water i just need like i'm handing you a cup that a hot drink was obviously in so can you put hot water in this cup (laughs) that you put hot water in and they're like so wildly confused and the one girl once was like do do you have tea bags i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) at my table that i'm sitting at where i drank the the previous cup of hot tea (laughs) the cool
0: thing about the starbucks that i used to frequent is whenever i would get a a tea the uh, i would go hit them up for a refill they would actually throw me a, a new tea bag Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they would never charge me for it. Like I, I Yeah. I said, No, no, you don't have to give me a new tea bag. I they're like, Don't worry about it. Like I'm not charging you for it. So I'm like, all right, fine.
1: Like I let's be real, because I always get a venti. I always get two tea bags. Frankly, one tea bag will last two cups of tea. Like it's not Absolutely. it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, this is not the topic that we're talking it isn't, about. But it is. Sorry. Um, yeah, I know. We just so, got off off on a rant.
0: So again, it's not an obligation, but I think you if you said, "Look, I'm, I'm, I plan to frequent this establishment a lot more, and I would like a certain level of um, correctness here," because you know, uh, otherwise, I'm going to start bringing my own green tea <laughs> and yeah. see how you like it. Um, and and and
1: just be like, "Pay attention." Just well, like it's not yeah difficult. I mean,
0: they're getting paid for it. So, so here's the way to look at it, and this could this is scalable. Because a tea being, you know, two, three bucks, whatever, but this is scalable because uh, a vendor... Hold on. Petro. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. How are your notes already a complete disaster?
0: Oh, those aren't just, my notes for the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I just opened that picture. I'm like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> that's, that's me working today. That's just oh, my life. That's what happens in my brain. Um, okay. Yeah, and and I mean, if I <laughs> like, I, I can't explain it. Like, it's if fine, you if you try fine. to read it, you you'll be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> and there's a stamp as in the middle. As long as you understand it, it's fine. The, the best part is <laughs> I stamp the pages <laughs> with a date. Like, do you see the date stamp? <laughs> yes. Because then I know when I like. It's just a yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. okay. <laughs> So
1: can you remember what you were saying? Yeah.
0: So this, this, Oh, good. Absolutely. I'm super clear. Um, I'm going to take a drink of water though. Delicious. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) This, uh, the whole thing is scalable in terms of if you were hiring a photographer to do headshots for your company, let's say you have many, a staff and, as new staff are hired, you hire the same photographer and this photographer totally fucks up your headshots every single time and you pay for them and you're like, I want a square color headshot and they send you a black and white eight by 10 every time, you know, you're, you're probably going to stop hiring this photographer, but at some point you're going to say, Hey, this isn't what I'm ordering. Like, yeah, and you're not going to be a dick about it. It's literally not what you're ordering. And being in the service industry in in my previous years, uh, jobs I, I don't know how to say that I, I've had jobs in a service industry, even in a restaurant. I, I was even a waiter. When somebody says, "Hey, this isn't what I ordered," you don't automatically think, "What a dick!" You go, "Oh shit, I fucked up. I better fix this." There's a sincerity to the to the position as somebody in a service industry. You you're genuinely want to fix your mess up like so so when these people at starbucks these baristas trust me when i say when you tell them that hey this isn't what i ordered their priority is like okay let's get you what you ordered because
1: well clearly it's not it's only the priority for the one girl
0: (laughs) <laughs> you, you are you. You're an outlier. I, I'm sorry, but this this Starbucks sounds like a terrible. Place. I know, I know
1: <laughs> that I know that that should be the way that it is. I'm just expecting yeah. that I would go up there and say something, and they like they're just young, and they've probably honestly never worked a job like this before. They're probably going to be like, "Wow, yeah. she's a real bitch." So <laughs>
0: like, we we've been recommending a company to our listeners for a really long time, for a little over a year. We even had them as a guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. this company is Freightcom. So oh boy. Right? Oh boy. So, so uh, I'm going to use them as an example. I want to talk a little bit about what happened. And what happened isn't the company's fault, but it's how the company decided to deal with it how, that made me a little bit upset or, and shake my head a, a bit. Yeah. So I'm going to give you kind of the bullet point list. And this is the list I sent you. <laughs> um, yeah. So Thursday evening, I schedule a pickup for Friday for a shipment going to United Kingdom. Um, This shipment I do with DHL and I basically put it out uh, by the front door so that the driver can just come and pick it up. Well, the delivery driver who drops off my Good Food subscription, which uh, if you don't know what it is, it's just a box uh, full of groceries um, with uh, recipes and uh, all the ingredients already pre-portioned, and uh, you basically cook your meal out of that recipe, which is great. Mm-hmm. person who delivers that is a company called Loomis Express, which is who picks up my DHL shipments so the the driver would have been dispatched to pick up my shipment yet he left the good food box on the porch took off without picking up the uh the dhl box and i was like all right whatever 5 p.m rolls around the box is still on the porch and i'm like all right i'm gonna make a phone call so i made a phone call and i spoke with dispatch and dispatch said you know what we're just gonna dispatch him again sorry about that he's not too far he'll be there shortly 45 minutes later, he shows up and I said to him like, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I they had to make you turn around and he goes, oh no, I was coming here anyways. So strike one, you know, you lied to me. Why, why are you doing that? Like dispatch told me they're reaching out to you Uh, exactly a week later, Thursday evening. I schedule a shipment and, uh, I pick up for the next following day, Friday morning, DHL drops off a package or Loomis express drops off the good food subscription package Does not pick up the scheduled package Friday late afternoon. Same thing. I call DHL. They tell me, well, we'll dispatch a driver to collect the package. (laughs) Never comes. (laughs) I'm furious. This has to get to this one was going to Netherlands, I think. Um, and I'm furious. I'm like, this has to get there. It's time sensitive. I'm embarrassed. I look bad for my, for my customer. And by now I've kind of learned my lesson. All right. This is the second Venti green tea that's been screwed up and I've, yeah. I, I'm no longer ordering Venti green teas at this point. Um, yeah. well, Monday I called uh, our friends at Freightcom, and they said, you know, there's nothing we can do and we're not DHL, but we recommend you schedule, let, let's ship it with FedEx instead. So it's a little bit more money, but uh, you know what? It'll actually get there faster and, uh, you know, well, let's, let's just do that. And at this point, they don't offer me any compensation, any, any apologies or anything. They're just, that's the suggestion they make. Said, fine, let's do it. You know, forget DHL. I guess I'll never use them again. So we schedule FedEx and then we go to schedule a pickup. And that was the first day of the snowstorm so guess what fedex does, doesn't want to come pick up the package <laughs> so now not only did i cancel the dhl pickup and shipment i now made it a fedex shipment and now fedex won't even come so basically they left me on they left me hanging they're like okay we're, we're gonna call fedex try to get the pickup for you when they called me back they said sorry fedex said that they won't come I didn't think that that was true. So I hung up the phone and I personally called FedEx and they're like, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there between now and this evening. Just can't guarantee a time because it's snowy, which right away was like, hold on here. Why, why am I, why is there mixed information here? This doesn't make sense. Um, so to kind of keep this brief, um, FedEx came an hour later after, after I called and about an hour after FedEx came, UPS showed up. These guys had no dog in the fight at all. They just showed up at my door. So somebody at FreightConf scheduled a UPS pickup. It's almost like they're like, okay, shit, let's just schedule as many people to show up there as possible. Yeah. Now, we've already canceled the DHL pickup. The next day, the DHL driver shows up to pick up a parcel that yeah. was scheduled for... Friday, so Tuesday, the DHL driver's here. So I thought, you know what? This is ridiculous. Now, I'm actually out money now because unfortunately I had to refund my customer um, $70 for shipping because that's how much he had paid for the product to be shipped to him in Netherlands. And so I'm out $70 because now I have to pay for a more expensive shipment with FedEx And so I reached out to Freightcom and I said, you guys, um, you guys fucked up here. You need to, you need (laughs) to do something here. What are you going to do for me? And they were very generous and offered me
1: $10.
0: (laughs) So I think.
1: Yeah. That's the like really unfortunate part (laughs) I find.
0: Yeah. I'm not bad mouthing them. I've used them since right? Because it it really isn't their fault. But my problem here is, is that my professional integrity is on the line as a vendor because I'm using a company who is representing another company. So I feel like I should hold the reseller accountable and ask for, um, compensation and ask for even further compensation for, you know, over an hour that I spent on the phone so that somebody can be held accountable. And then maybe that will be the, so in my mind, I feel like if I ask for all of this, that's going to be the fuel and the incentive for them to hold the uh, couriers accountable and actually try to sort these things out. Right. Um, I mean, if I, if I ran a restaurant and in my restaurant, I sold pies for dessert that were made by a local baker and in those pies people were finding like you know dirt and stones i would have to give them their money back <laughs> do you know what i mean Yeah. it doesn't matter that well i, I can't you can't just say well i didn't make the pies
1: mm-hmm.
0: so and the, we do that in our industry it's the same thing i mean i I provide a third-party service. I'm a vendor for a lot of photographers. I'm a vendor for you. When you resell photographs, printed photographs to your clients, they're typically printed by me. Mm-hmm. Well, if the photos arrive bad quality and and bent and ripped and whatever, like your your customer is going to demand their money back because they don't care who printed the photo, right? Yeah. And you you're going to hold and, me accountable, right? So.
1: And you have you have fixed prints for me in the past oh absolutely
0: um yeah. one was a result of um just me packing it poorly um, oh yeah right right remember that one where it was um, i don't
1: i honestly don't remember like the framed one because yeah. i think i took because like, there were multiple frames in this one box and i took that one out and i'm like how in the fudge did this happen <laughs> the box is totally intact the other frames are perfectly fine yeah what
0: it could even <laughs> Clearly, been your there fault there
1: was a ghost in it
0: when you there were unpacking it you could have you could have put some weight on it and you know we don't know wow. yeah i that never crossed my mind until now and it's it would be the last thing i would do is blame you do you know what i mean cuz
1: you just did
0: well i didn't blame you i suggested <laughs> i merely suggested it could have been your fault um
1: yeah. i do, like i don't think so cuz i'm sure the way it was damaged mm-hmm. i would have heard like a pop
0: Right, yeah, yeah, probably a break. So to, to paint a I'm picture like, here. It was weird. Uh, oh there God. was four framed prints that were like, let's say 8x10, and one framed print that was like 12x18. And the way I packed them is the 8x10s were right up against the 8, uh, 12x18. And they weren't glass, the, it's a plexiglass. So um, it's it bends. And, you know, it, if it was glass, it would be broken. But a little bit of the way the way the 8 by 10 frame sat, they sat right against the plexiglass. So when you push them, they pushed against the print and uh, the gator board that it's mounted to or the foam core rather. Um, mm-hmm. And so the foam core bent, therefore showing the bends on the printed image. And oh. I gladly would fix that. that that's not even a yeah, question. Like, and
1: Whatever it was, like it's it, you fixed it. And I so, fixed it um here's like another example i am honestly not sure if i've shared this on the podcast recently but um i had a wedding in september and we are going to take the time during the um, cocktail hour to go take photos of the couple so we arrive at the reception hall And there's a little bit of confusion and the bride and groom are talking with the wedding party and I'm like, let's go take photos. So finally we start walking to where we're going to take photos and the groom is talking with the groomsmen. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, oh, the DJ just refused to announce the wedding party into the reception because the MC was one of the groomsmen and he told them no. No. I'm not doing that. That is an extra charge. If you want me to do it, you're going to have to pay me more. Okay. Um, and so he, I mean, that was sort of the end of the discussion. Um, he ended up announcing them into the reception. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad they got that sorted out. And then like pretty much immediately after, as soon as the couple had sat down, the groom comes up because our table was right next to the DJ booth. Comes up, shakes the DJ's hand, says, thanks, man, and gives him a wad of cash. So they had sent the father of the bride to an ATM to get cash for the DJ so that he would announce the wedding party into the reception. And I was like, oh, this is not how you handle this sort of situation. My mouth
0: is <laughs> wide open right now. Like, I, I can't like, believe this, this is, is actually true.
1: Yes. So I'm like, this is wildly inappropriate and not how you treat your clients. So that guy, the first time I've seen him at a wedding, that's like, um, I'm never recommending him ever. So there's a reason that I keep a database full of vendors so that when people ask, do you know a good DJ? Like I have a list of three guys that I can very confidently recommend.
0: And here's the shitty part. He's probably a good DJ.
1: Oh, it gets better. (laughs) So. I keep this database. All of those vendors are attached to the appropriate job file so that when that wedding's complete, I send out an email to all of the vendors saying, hey, the photos are ready to go. Download all the photos you want. They are not watermarked. Share them on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your website. Do whatever you want with them. Just, like, kindly give me credit Mm -hmm. for taking the photos. Um, That wedding was... Like, the best dance photos that I have taken. Because this guy comes with, like, a great lighting setup. Everyone was dancing. There's photos of um, elderly couples dancing. There's photos of everyone else right down to the children in the wedding party dancing. Like, the best dance photos I've probably taken ever. Hmm. (laughs) Um, And it highlights, like, all of the lighting that he has going on on the dance floor. So I send out this email and he emails back saying take me off your mailing list.
0: What What a tool. Wow.
1: I'm like, first of all, yeah, yeah, he got blacklisted real quick.
0: What a tool.
1: Yeah. Like not smart.
0: So some people just go into business and they think that they are, I don't know, the godfather. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like,
1: so here's like a comparable Example of how you would deal with a situation like that, if we're creeping up on the time when I'm supposed to be finishing, and we haven't gotten everything done that a couple wants, I go up to them and I say, just so you know, we're getting up to the deadline. Do you want me to stay? And when do you want me to stay until? And you can say, like, I want you to stay for another hour. I want you to stay for another half hour. I'm going to charge you half hour, an hour, whatever it is. Or you could say, I want you to stay until the first dances are done. So this couple booked me. They wanted their first dances. We were coming up on the final time. And I went up to them. I said, I know you wanted your first dances photographed, but we're coming up to the end. Do you want me to stay for the first dances? And they look at each other and they sort of hum and haw. And they're like looking a little bit nervous. And they're like, yes, we want you to stay. I'm like, okay, great. And then the groom's like, so, how do we pay you for that? I'm like, you don't. I will invoice you later. Right. <laughs> you, like, You do not pay for it now. And the two of them were like, oh, okay, great. Thank you. So, like, all of the stress is like, how do we give her more money? Right. Like, can someone go to an ATM? Like, what do we do? And see, you're in what? a good
0: position, though. So you can hold their photos hostage technically before payment is released. I'm sure it's in your contract that if you're not paid in full. I guess,
1: but like what vendors are having such terrible experiences that the majority of their clients are not paying them if they send them a bill? Like most people will probably pay you if you send them a bill.
0: I've spoken to a lot of DJs who didn't get paid uh, before the wedding and then didn't get paid for the work they did. Because they were terrible. What? And the bride and oh. groom were like, we're just not going to pay you. Like, like they had complaints. or like, you didn't play uh, this, or you didn't play that, or, or the music wasn't loud <sighs> enough. Like, there's always a complaint. And um, when this I say is, a lot- This I, is why I, you get
1: paid before. I'm
0: like, going to say take a retainer. Yeah.
1: Okay. But, but still- uh, But this, is why, like you, this you, is why a lot
0: of people get that beforehand.
1: Uh, So So one of my, it's funny that you say that because one of my couples, I've known the groom since I was about five years old. They're booking me for their wedding. They send me an email saying, hey, can you send us your contract because we booked this wedding coordinator and she wants to see your contract before we book you. I'm like, well, that's a little bit weird, but sure, here it is. Um, Have at it. And then she, they were sure to tell me um, she doesn't know that we know you and we're still going to book you regardless. So when I was going to Stratford for the planning session with like a planning retreat with Kendra, um, I posted on Instagram that I was going to be in Stratford and this girl lives close to Stratford. So she sent me a message, hey, can we meet up? I was like, yes. I am totally going to ask why she asks to see contracts. And I ask her and she says, well, because most photographers don't have contracts. I'm like, what? And then I keep prying. And yeah, a lot of photographers don't give their clients contracts and don't take retainers. So she gave me like three stories where a photographer was booked. The couple didn't hear from them up until the engagement session. They did the engagement session. Mm -hmm. And then the couple said, these photos suck. We don't want them for our wedding. So they canceled. And then the photographer was like, okay, well, you owe me for the engagement session. And the coordinator goes, well, you're just going to have to eat it because you didn't have a contract and you didn't charge them a retainer. So and then other (laughs) photographers who like were completely non-communicative, no contract, no retainer, like up until the month before. And she'll be like, guys, you need to book a new photographer because we don't know if this person's going to show up or not. Like, holy crap. I didn't realize this was stuff that happens. And I'm just thinking like, have, you said it at the beginning, like have some integrity. Like, I cannot believe, oh, I'm sorry. I'm literally rubbing my head right now. Like my.
0: (laughs) So you come, you, you, okay. You come from a different perspective here. You're, you see this world from a different perspective because. True. You have been doing this for a little while, but you also taken a stance to be a professional. A lot of these people just I'm see sorry,
1: this. Sorry, what?
0: <laughs> you decided uh, finish to finish
1: what you're going to say. Okay. Because <laughs> I am like worried about where this is going now.
0: Well, the truth of the matter is that a lot of people choose this career path because it's easy money and they're not prepared to um, to be a business person. So, yeah. Okay. This is this is really sad, and I'm, I'm going to upset a lot of people here, but um, for the last couple of years when people come up to me and they say, hey, look, my, my, my niece, my daughter, or myself, you know, I want to be a photographer. Um, I wanted to get some advice, and I wanted to see if you can recommend what school to go to or what course to take. My answer to all of them always is, Find a business program that you are willing to uh, invest your time in. So whether it's night night school, whether it's online, whether it's like your university level classes or in college, if you go to business school, learn how to be a business person, learn how to do business and then, you know, join a couple of networking groups and uh, go from there while you do that uh dedicate all your free time to becoming a better photographer so maybe work with a photographer maybe you know youtube how to be photographer and then go out and take pictures because you can go to school for photography and for two years just do assignments and get out of the school and have only photographed in two years about 40 different projects or you can spend those two years becoming a really good business person. And if you actually challenge yourself to create one to two really awesome projects per week, you will have done two to three times more work. will have a lot more practice, um, can get the help, whether it's an online forum or from a working professional and you'll be further ahead. Unfortunately, a lot of people just don't do that. Like contracts aside, there's, there's people who literally just shoot and burn. Right. They will go to yeah. an event, let's say a wedding in this instance, they will take pictures and they will fill a USB drive. Or I've had people tell me that their photographer just gave them the memory card, I <laughs> no, it gets better. Hold on the <sighs> photographer. Had the bride and groom buy a memory card, give it to the photographer, and the photographer left it with the bride and groom when they left the wedding that night. And
1: that is someone who just wants to make money,
0: right? Well, and there's like nothing you wrong with that. Want I to, mean, I I went yeah, in business I guess. to you know to make money, um, to sustain my lifestyle, and. Um
1: I know but they have absolutely no mission. I don't think right. they they actually like something tells me they don't even a- actually like photography. They just want to make easy money. They like
0: taking pictures. <laughs> that's Maybe. That's that's it. Um so the the person the person who um when uh, made made the couple buy um a memory card beforehand, uh, Mm -hmm. had a minivan with, uh, the logos, uh, on the minivan, like, you know, blah, blah, photography. And, um, she actually didn't live too far from me. So I've seen her minivan like all the time and I still see that minivan, but without the photography words on it, I don't think she's a photographer anymore.
1: No, she has, well, that doesn't surprise she me. She has no time
0: for it, I guarantee it, um, because she has three kids, and I think it got to the point where she's pissed off enough people <laughs> with the shitty photos where they're like, okay, enough's enough. Um, like, you know, you, you better be I hope she was shooting
1: in RAW, too. <laughs> no. Nope. I hope she was shooting in RAW, and she gave them a memory card, and they couldn't even read the files.
0: <laughs> no, no, it was all JPEG. It was all high-quality JPEGs. Um, all 24 million pixels (laughs) and, and it makes me, it makes me chuckle and makes me laugh, but it also makes me feel sad and scared for this industry because the reality (laughs) is this is, this is not an easy task. Like to take a photo of somebody, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. Like it's easy to take a photo, but there's a lot of variables involved from capturing the right moment quote unquote which in my mind is is more than just being lucky like you have to look for it you have to be able to create it sometimes framing all that stuff that's arbitrary because you know like i I don't give a shit about framing framing you can do in post like uh, if your horizon's tilted a little bit you can fix that that that's not an issue yeah
1: okay but here's just a little like interesting fact yeah um my horizon is often tilted the exact same amount. Like I'm starting to think that I'm crooked.
0: You probably are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, go on.
0: Yeah. Or believe it or not. <clears throat> um, I forget what it's called. It's like uh, trigger anticipation, something oh, like that. Like
1: you move the camera. You
0: literally move the camera. Yeah. Uh, and so, so sometimes people move Let's it. Let's go with that. Right. Well, sometimes people <laughs> move it when they click the shutter and sometimes they move it before they click the shutter. They move it up, so to speak. So when they click the shutter, they, it doesn't go down. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> but uh, there's an exercise you do um, when you train for like SWAT, for example, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, where you, uh, in order to be a better marksman, you pull the trigger with a gun, with a magazine in your gun, uh, completely blank. And it's easy to do. You just, you keep doing it over and over and over. And then um, the gun is loaded, but it's loaded with an empty clip, so there's no bullets in it. And you can watch the person anticipate the, uh, when the gun kicks back, the recoil, and you can see them move the gun. and But nothing happens. And so they feel silly, right? Um, yeah. So then... Then they do it with uh, with a live round, uh, but they don't into they they don't do something, uh, and like I don't want to go into detail explaining shooting guns right now, but uh, you you just become a better shot, and yeah, this this you just need to figure out some sort of exercise to do for yourself um, so that you can uh, stop compensating for your trigger finger but
1: yeah it's called it's called a lightroom preset Right there
0: you go (laughs) well and and so if if your photo's out of focus or it's way too underexposed that those are things you need to address that that's not something you need to be fixing in post but you know like a crooked horizon or if you need to crop a little tighter you know that's that's what that's what lightroom's for so but these people don't even spend the ten dollars a year yeah they don't spend 10 bucks a year they 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 will pirate photoshop or cuz 10 bucks a month i didn't mean to say a year i meant to say per month yeah 10 bucks a month is expensive and and they they're just not willing to spend that and it boggles my mind but you know it all goes back full circle to professional integrity they have none they they are not a professional and they they do give us a bad name but at the same time this, we're not the only industry that is impacted by this. Other industries are not immune. Like there is, you know, backyard mechanics who will do your brakes for half the price. <laughs> the next thing you know, you're like, why is my car not stopping? <laughs> <laughs> God.
1: Okay. We're definitely coming up on like past the limit that we wanted to hit yeah. with the duration of this episode. But there's like one thing left that I wanted to. Right.
0: And I'm gonna sort of sum up with to take away. So go ahead first. No, you you first.
1: So, um, the most recent business book that I read was this Truth or Delusion book, one of the BNI books. And in that book, one of the delusions that they were talking about was um, that if you provide good customer service, that you will get lots of referrals, and that is a delusion because. Uh, the way they explain it is that good customer service is a prerequisite to referrals like if you do it's the absolute bare minimum that you need to provide in order to get referrals but in order to get referrals you need to exceed those expectations. Oh my god. It's, I'm thinking that's what we're talking about right now. Absolutely. It's just
0: ridiculous. <laughs> so you need to you need to be able to deliver what the customer is looking for and do it well but also do it with great customer service. After the yeah. fact, during, before, etc., And that yeah. <clears throat> it all rolls back to the professional integrity that I'm talking about, but it also rolls back to the point that we were trying to make with Starbucks. An, a negative review, if you get a negative review, don't, don't, first of all, don't respond to it in a negative way. Mm -hmm. right so this is i love seeing those i love seeing
1: like a fight in reviews when the business owner was like well you said you were going to provide the materials exactly
0: so don't do that so whatever you do do not have an argument or try to belittle the customer instead thank them for uh their criticism and say that you welcome it and that you're you're going to improve based on their suggestions and then invite them back to experience their, your the improvements. Um, as a vendor, yeah. I welcome bad reviews bec- if there are bad reviews. I mean, I haven't had any, but if there are bad reviews, I welcome them because I need to identify problems. Because quite often I work with yet other vendors who may be the reason for these faults and I need to address it. I need to address it really fast and uh, make sure that they're held accountable. In this case, you know, our friends at Freightcom. come on guys, you mm-hmm. need to, you need to do better now to give them, uh, some credit, uh, they did cover the, the cost of the shipment. They did not feel that my time was worth anything at all, and they didn't compensate me for my time and. Really, I don't need compensation for my time. I just wanted it because I felt that if they did, they would have to hold somebody else accountable and maybe follow through and try to make this experience yeah. better. Because at the end of the day, I actually need good service. I need, I need the p- pickups to be here on time. And I yeah. felt that's the only way. So please leave bad reviews, but, but be smart how you leave them. Yeah. Because, you know, the, don't be racist. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole mm-hmm. and, um, be, be constructive. Just, just say, just tell your story and suggest how to improve and ask for, um, somebody to make the first step. So, yeah. and, and, and
1: for, well, for goodness sake, if you get a negative review, yeah. fix the problem. Yeah, I guarantee if you fix the problem in a way that your client wants you to, or in a way that makes your client happy, they're going to love you way more than before you screwed up.
0: And I'll, I'll close this episode with, uh, a quick, uh, story about me actually getting a one star review. Um, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, it was for my, uh, Oxbow audio lab business and a gentleman who's actually fairly local had purchased some strings. Uh, from the store, which is an item that's only worth $20 or less. And he was shipped them. But unfortunately, he didn't didn't realize that when he was leaving a review, he was leaving it for me and thought he was leaving it for the experience he had with a third-party company that is attached to my website. And this third-party vendor is essentially a reseller of my product. So people can find my product on there and they can buy it through this third-party vendor. And so he thought he was leaving a bad review for the, for the experience he had, because it's a little bit confusing. It's not straightforward. There's too many buttons. It's just kind of like, like using Amazon for the first time, right? You're like, what, what, where do I buy stuff? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so I wrote to him, uh, and I said, let's, let's just call him Patrick. Uh, I said, Patrick, Uh, I appreciate your review. It's only one star. You you haven't reached out to me to let me know there's anything wrong with anything. So I really wanted to know what was up. And his reply was, oh, it wasn't for you. It was for Mm Reverb.com. So I replied to him again saying, well, here's the issue, Patrick. I rely on this for my income to support my family and pay my mortgage. And I need... To understand what I did wrong or how we can correct this issue because when other people look at this, when potentially somebody like you, first time user looks at this and sees one star, now they won't order from me. So I said, is there something that I could have done better or is it seriously? And this was my way of kind of saying like, dude, <laughs> you got to fix this. Delete it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't delete it. But in, no, no, him. He, he can. He can delete. He it. cannot. Once you, once your review is in there, Seriously? yeah, it's in there. So, but what he did is he reached out to to these guys and said, "Hey, I'm totally to blame here. I actually meant to give this guy five stars, but I was trying to give you one star because my experience sucked here." Within twenty minutes, <laughs> I got a note. Hey, you got five stars, and <laughs> you know, I, I was I was kind of debating whether or not to tell the story because it almost sounds like I bullied the guy into giving me five stars. But really, he was honest with me and he said, oh, I wasn't even, I didn't even know that I was reviewing you. I thought I was reviewing the website I bought stuff from you from type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, hey, now I know. Now I know that new users are, um, a bit of a loss and I may need to hold their hand a little bit more. I need to be patient with them. And I know that bad reviews don't always mean bad things. And he know, he now knows that there's a person on the other end. So leaving Mm -hmm. a bad review actually does catch people's attention. Right. And that's what it's all about. So on that note, um, for God's sake, just have some professional integrity and do the right thing. You know, all of you out there, um, And remember, uh, when ordering a green tea from Starbucks, specify if it's hot or cold.
1: You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.
0: Until next time,
1: get to work.